Hello, film sackers, and welcome to the show. Real quick, I just wanted to remind you that if you're looking for ways to support the show, one of the ways we do it is over at patreon.com slash frogpants. Your contributions there help film sack and shows like it continue to survive and thrive on the network. Thank you to those who have, and if you haven't, consider it. That's patreon.com slash frogpants. Well, I don't care. I'm keeping him. The National Health Foundation owns him. I'll buy him. And where are you going to find the $15,000? I'll raise it. Not to mention the $10,000 a year for food and a veterinarian. Come on. I'll get it. You goddamn chauvinist pig ape. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Welcome, everyone, to episode 337 of Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined this afternoon by Brian Shock the Monkey Dunaway. Ah, Shock the Monkey. Oh, hi. hi. And welcome, cadets, to Project X, or as I like to call it, Project What Could Possibly Go Wrong. Here we have assembled an elite force of Air Force, Air force pilots to train a team of carefully vetted primates who will be working with and testing the effects of radiation exposure on pilots in case of a second strike scenario. Just kidding. We actually gathered the bad news bears of flying military personnel to train some chimps picked by a guy on a dock somewhere what was wearing a sorting hat. We then take these chimps and have them fly through some bad juju complete with a jack-in-the-box style global thermal nuclear device that I use to heat up my coffee. Shall we play a game? Goliath, my coffee is getting cold. Give it two more rads, you damn dirty ape. Yeah. Well done. Why don't I, I feel like we should be able to convert these into comics somehow, the things that you mm. say. I was no. just, I'd love I to see somebody that. animate our opening. Yeah, I, it's really... Hello. Sure. A, I, I would like to see someone take the the ball of death rising from the floor yeah. and put music to it, because that would be hysterical. That would be amazing. Well, anyway, there's that. Uh, also with us, Randy, I know he's a circus chimp because he likes to smoke. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. <clears throat> I'm going to let you in on my method here. The key to faking out military security is talking with your hands. It's a good non-specific oration. I'm a big believer in it. A lot of people will tell you that a good phony radiation leak is a deadlock, but... uh. You get a nervous CO, you could wind up in the stockade. That's worse than your day job killing chimps. You fake a stomach <laughs> cramp, and when you're bent over, moaning and wailing, sign with your palms. It's a little childish and stupid, but then so is this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, so is this film. I didn't connect what you were doing until just then. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of genius. Well done. Also, and finally with this, Brian, they call him Bluebeard on account he's got a blue beard, Ibbit. Right. That's so not uh, fake. Yeah. All right, Goliath, I know you just got blasted with massive amounts of radiation, but we need you to focus. All right? Go get that fire extinguisher from under the reactor platform because it can't sink back into the floor until we do that. 
No, no, not that chunk of the simulator. The fire extinguisher. The red thing. Ah, here we go. Here. See what I'm holding up? Yes. Go get that one. No, I know I've got one, but I want that one. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. You're not going to be able to give it to me because of the glass. I, we already figured that all out with the cigarette, you three-foot nicotine addict. Yes. Yes. That's it. Pull out the extinguisher. All right, you did it. How are you feeling? You still have a little, little energy left? Okay, here's what I need you to do. See that video screen over there? Yeah, the batteries are dead in my remote. Could you go change the channel for me, you know, <laughs> since since you're already up? Uh, I think there's a Lancelot Link Marathon in the Decades channel, but I don't know what number it is without the guy. Just keep changing channels until we find it. Yeah, no, you good monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can sit there as I smoke my cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Goliath was into his cigarettes, man. That guy was, totally, uh, yeah. he was into it. Well, you know those damn circus apes. Yeah, damn those damn <laughs> I dirty wish, circus I kind of wish our whole show could be just what we've just been doing because it would be <laughs> so much better than the movie. We haven't Good had, night, everybody. we haven't had a, uh, another, I mean, when's the last time we had a monkey movie? Was it uh, every, every Which Way But Loose? Or... Well, funny one, or didn't we do Planet of the Apes? Oh, after, yeah, we did Planet of the Apes, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Right? Was that so, before uh, or after? I don't remember. It's a blur. No, I can't either. But I, but I don't like <clears throat> pet ape or you know not just monkeys but like like uh, uh, animals as uh, helper help helper monkeys yeah ones that are like the focus of the movie in a way that's not you know that they're obviously very trained and they're being very emotive and uh, you know humanized I feel like we haven't done that in a bit in on film sex it's been okay. a while uh, there wasn't... I can't think of when we've ever done a movie that was this uh, brow beating. The oh, human yeah. race, yeah, right, preachy. yeah, very preachy, preachy, but you know, in a good way, right? Well, I mean, look, I, I'm gonna say <laughs> it. I'll say it at the top of the show. I'm a, I'm a big believer that it sucks that anybody does weird shit to apes. I think it's mean. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's not cool. But I do. But it kind of breaks for me in this movie. I kind of lose my sympathy, even though there are a couple of moments where I kind of had some genuine feelings for these for these monkeys. And so some of it's kind of effective. But where it breaks for me is this idea that you're training them to fly just so you can... That has nothing to do with blasting them with radiation. In other words, they don't need to be in the plane flying for you to do that. You could just stick them in a room and go... And then you're done. All this training to fly is useless except for the plot of he's going to escape later in a plane with his monkey buddy. And that's it. But this is actually... This is actually this is actually based on what really happens, though, because they really did... The Air Force really does or has in the past put uh, monkeys on platforms that they had to maintain at a level, uh, a level field uh, while being bombarded with radiation. So what was so, the point of it though, to say that the humans would, it, since they're our closest cousins and that in the, as the right. theory goes, then the, it, it would show whether or not they could maintain control. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Maintain control. It's a second strike scenario is where it's the eighties. So we're all concerned about, you know, getting, getting blown and blown up and blasted with nuclear radiation. So yeah. they, they, we were looking at pilots abilities to be exposed to radiation, but still fly those bombs over to Russia or whoever, and to drop bombs on them. So we need to be able to still have a functioning air force, even if they're exposed to radiation, at least long enough to, uh, I guess, to say, suck it, sucker. You know, because what's really the point? What's the point at that point? If you're dying anyway, what, what's really the point of doing I, I, that? I, I don't know. 
Uh, so I want to start with this whole uh, loosely based on real events kind of thing because yeah. right. I I don't buy that for a minute. Like I, seriously, I don't. I don't. I no. I know there has been well, a ridiculous think... amount of animal cruelty yeah, in right. testing across all of the military and around the world, and I get that. I right right now in 2017 there are elephants being slaughtered. Because people believe that their horns are going to give you a heart on. I get it. Right. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying. Do they make you, you horny? Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. looking at, if you're looking at this movie, and talking about it's based on something realistic. Uh, it, no. They, but this it, happened, no. right? Is it? Is it? Don't well, we have I think, like? I think according we, to what? what yeah, like, I think they're well, they besides the opening. On, <laughs> based on some true events, I think they can say. Yeah, the Air Force was doing animal testing. You know, they didn't accidentally get a trained sign language monkey. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> that, a trained sign language chimpanzee. That. Let's let's get this out of the way right away because that. the whole opening the, music bit and everything. Yeah, chimpanzees are not monkeys. No, this They're movie angry. this movie seemed to forget that. It seemed to not want us to understand the difference. Yeah, which is and, and weird. I and I just want to. I think uh, it, this is like the this is like our discussion about the word midget. Monkey is a funny word, and we're going to use it interchangeably. Yeah, in it's going to happen. We're, we're going to use it in this episode. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's exactly. hard. We probably won't use midget in this episode, but yes. <laughs> but do you remember we had a, we had well, a discussion? Some of the, uh, I think some of the chimpanzees were played by uh, little people. Oh, yeah. Totally. Really? Do you remember that discussion? <laughs> like, we, 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 like there, there are just certain things where you cannot help but say this thing mm-hmm. because it's right. funny. No, no, I agree. Certain words yeah. are just you can't avoid it. Like, I find myself wanting to say the one that's funny over the one that's more, you know, Boring. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like so not being able to say Eskimo. Come on, Eskimo. Eskimo is way funnier a word to say yeah. than into it. So I have this clip that I use for when there's something <laughs> I don't know something's bullshitty in in IMDb, but Randy's got a broader a broader bullshitter. So I'm gonna play this. Shit. That's when we know something's bullshit. So why do you why do you deny the idea that there's uh that the government ever did a flying monkey uh, radiation test? You just think it's oh I'm just I'm just saying this movie is now 30 years old. We would have that story to to but, read about and, and but, so on we have but, the but, but, what go on yes but, i'm with but, you but what doesn't peter singer uh, according to wikipedia write a whole book based on this but i'm just saying oh i'm, I'm just saying. i don't know really is that a thing is that a thing well I'm... according to wikipedia ah, another okay, whatever <laughs> there's there is a primate equilibrium platform uh, which is a device used to train chimpanzees and other primates to maneuver similar to those of flight simulators. The chimp- chimpanzees are conditioned with a series of electrical shocks to keep the rolling platform level. So, hmm. but part of that is uh, after the subject has successfully completed a seven-phase training procedure on the platform, the primate primate is either irradiated or poisoned Ugh. to determine how long it can take the platform, uh, how long it can keep the platform level. Wow. Uh, now, this has been written about in different degrees so this i i just started learning about this this week so i'm like i don't i don't know much about it i'm just saying there seems to be some validity there's something there okay well we know that you know apes apes and and monkeys and primates have been tested for all sorts of stuff for a long time the biotech community whoever right like that's been it's been a thing so to get Mm -hmm. back to the original point i think that freaking blows i think it sucks i don't think they should be hurt and killed i think that's bad and some people would say 
well, how are we going to know how much radiation we can have a human take? And I would say, well, let's find other measurable ways. Right. We, we're a modern how about society. We just don't how about, yeah, let's, how about we just not do that? How, how about we just not? How about we just people? assume it's going to be rough or because we're let's, smart let's and we try it out on child molesters? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cut their wieners off and then do that. And here's my thinking. <laughs> Wow. Here, here's my thinking. Damn. We we are in a we live in a, a, a we live in a society that is uh, smart enough to figure out me more ways are of we? measuring things, and we don't necessarily have to jump to the easy thing, which is let's see how long this mouse lasts in a microwave. Like you can come up with a better way. <laughs> it's just thirty five seconds, just it, like my popcorn. It annoys okay, me, but, and I'm not some tree hugging animal PETA dude at all. I just think, come on, like it's a you hurt the thing, you hurt you are hurting it. You're, you're you're blasting it with radiation. That is the rapid de rapid degradation of cells. You're creating a it's basically just a giant cancer monster on four legs. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. So it's don't, the what, cigarettes that they're cheesing. Right. Them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's oh, that bumper boy. sticker say again, uh, Scott? You're not some kind of PETA monster. Monkey. Yeah, I'm not, oh, a it? I'm not a PETA monster tree hugging PETA monster. I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> so we're we're jumping all over the place, but can I have a trope alert on one of those things? Oh, always. I guess again before Joe Esterhaus came along in the mid '90s, smoking is just totally yeah. chill. It's like what's no, this what you yeah. do? Yeah. You're, in a, you're in a scientific laboratory. Eh, have a cigarette. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. This this one had some smoking, man. I, yeah, I, lots of smoking. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is before the whole thing. Broderick in there smoking. Uh, same. Right. By the way, same year as Ferris Bueller, which is weird, isn't it? I thought yeah. it was eighty six. Was it? Yeah, same this, year. Oh, and, one year later. I thought. Oh, uh, maybe you're right. You're right. And and Matthew mm. Broderick in this movie has no idea how to smoke a cigarette. He is the, <laughs> he is the least accomplished <laughs> smoker ever. Yeah. The I have monkey it. is better. At well, he was cigarette. only he was what twenty twenty something because that was uh, twenty four. Twenty four. Geez, really? I thought he wasn't much older right. than us at the time. I don't know how old he is now. He, right. He's, he's, he was born in nineteen sixty two, so he would have been yeah twenty four when they filmed it. Oh, mm. weird. Mm -hmm. So playing so, playing a high school guy at yeah. twenty four. <laughs> I half expected him to turn the thing around and have the filter on the wrong side. He was smoking so bad. <laughs> But but here's what's funny is I see him the second I see him and all I do is go, uh, you're not a pilot. There's no way you're flying for the Air Force. There's no right. way at well, not anymore. Well, and, he just didn't. I never movie, bought it. And, and again, uh, give me another trope alert. Oh, I get uh, you one right here. The, the, the second biggest trope in this movie is the one of the bad boy in the lower echelon service getting in trouble by being promoted into this enormous uh, security risk. Like th this just doesn't happen. It's uh, like we, no. we talked about it at the beginning of Top Gun. They, they sort of like Tony Scott was a little more cagey with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like they were, they were bad boys, but they were, they weren't the best. Like they, they only got promoted because the, the, their officer didn't have a choice. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In, mm -hmm. in this case, this guy has all the choice in the world to just throw Matthew Broderick's character into jail. <laughs> and instead it's like, no, 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 I, we're going to send you from the, this civil air service into the air force. Yeah. That <laughs> was a top right. secret, top secret project. Yeah. Crazy. yeah but I don't think there's any place you could send someone in the, in the air force that wouldn't be where they wouldn't have access to something that they could do yeah. some harm with. Well, they work, sure. in, the, work in the galley so, on some Navy it's ship. So tropey. I mean, this just doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. You know? I, I think going, going from, Hey, you got, you know what would actually happen? You get freaking court-martialed. You steal a military yeah, plane yeah. and you've got a lady in the cockpit with some champagne. 
that's grounds for dismissal uh, from the armed forces. Is, yeah. so, a lady yeah. in the cockpit. So you don't go from you don't go. All right, you've done one of the worst things ever that normally gets people kicked out. We're now sending you to a top secret thing that uh, no one knows about, and the Russians would kill us if they knew. And blah blah blah. Like I, I don't. Buy it. Second biggest trope in the whole movie. I, I, I kind of agree. I kind of Be, agree. Before we go any further, did Scott Fletcher? No, what? For this? He did not today. Yeah. Okay, not no, not no, his no. fault. It's all me. I I got. Oh, well, let's then let's have a let's have like a basic description of the movie. Scott, like give me just like the what did you see when you watched this movie? Uh, Project right. X. Uh, Project X. Air Force X. pilot <laughs> joins a top secret military experiment <laughs> involving chimps, but begins to suspect there might be something more to the mysterious Project X. There you go, nailed it. Oh my gosh, that's freaky. How close that is to what it would have probably said. I mean, I don't know. I, I came into this. I'll tell you what it felt like. There was a spate of films in the 80s that all felt like this. And there was and the feeling I'm talking about is uh, number five is alive. And um, sure. this thing. Short Circuit. Short Circuit, yeah. The Short Circuit movies. Yeah. Like anything where E.T. to some degree. Um, these things where it's like, oh, isn't this weird? And now isn't this cute? And now aren't we connected? And now we've got to save whatever it is we're connected oh, to. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. that pattern, that that model, is all over the late '80s, and this is one of them. Now, what's weird is I don't. I mean, I saw every Matthew Broderick movie there was back then, from War Games all the way up through the early '90s. I even saw uh, Biloxi Blues or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, where he loses his virginity to a hooker. I'll never forget that scene. Anyway, right. <laughs> so. I have all I have all these memories of all those things, but this one is I have this vague recollection of the monkey training stuff, and maybe the monkey or the the ape in the movie earlier with the diaper on or something. I have very very rough memories of that, but I have no plot memory or this you know that this was some secret government thing or any of that. So for whatever reason, this one's either blacked out or uh, just vaguely familiar, or maybe I never saw it. I don't know. I can't actually put my finger on it. I may have never seen it, and it just I, felt familiar. I, I have definitely seen it, and yeah. I, I definitely remember the scenes where uh, Bluebeard is is giving us that slow motion yeah. hand wipe on the face. Oh my god, how can you forget that? Right, it was like, like, exactly. Apparently when you're irradiated, everything moves in <laughs> slow motion. Well, and it was, oh. To its, to, to its credit it's kind of it's kind of effective to see bluebeard kind of slowly turn his head and look at you and judge you for yeah. the horrible thing you've just been a part of so it right. kind of worked on that level but yeah. right does does ray-ban make like official uh <laughs> official you know radiation blocking glasses because i didn't i don't think that would today. work i don't think that would work i think you have to have some other sun, something i think wearing a pair of sunglasses is not enough Right. Well, they weren't being exposed to radiation. It was just, it was just for some reason, the bright light. light, which I don't know. I think you could probably have that device in there throwing radiation out without it having to emit a bright light. I'm, I'm no scientist, but... Yeah. Oh, you don't have to be a scientist to be offended by this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah science that's, fiction. You're, you're totally right. And it's listed as science fiction in IMDb, by the way. So yeah. they don't... They, uh, they, sure. Comedy. It's, named, it's listed as comedy. Comedy, science uh, fiction, drama. Yeah. Like, I didn't laugh. Well, I just... Yeah, there was not... There was not... There wasn't an attempt to make you laugh, either. The film is a very serious anti-animal testing, anti-military nonsense kind of movie. Yeah, for like, sure. It, there are there are these two huge villains in this film and they are people who do cruel things to animals and the military and you're not going to you're not going to laugh at their expense. It doesn't it doesn't ever want you to. Like 
Matthew Broderick is so wasted in this role. Yeah. I, I he just, was I, wasted, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It's not really his strength, I don't think. I mean, I understand. I don't either. You know, you need a guy no, who's, who's uh, I don't know, empathetic and all that well, stuff, but I, I, I don't they, know, he's not my favorite. And they would have had to cast him in this role before the popularity of Ferris Bueller. I mean, his star was was – Pre, uh, prior to being on the rise this was pre-rise yeah <laughs> well let's see war games didn't really i mean we all think of it fondly but did war games really do much for his career i don't know if it did it might have uh, uh, like, yeah i think i think the idea of war games was more impactful than his role in it but that was like what 84 or something right. 83 something like that 80 i think it was 84, 84 i want to say and then you had uh ferris bueller in 86, 86 and then this mm-hmm. And they, and when they, and they're probably some crossover on production, so you know, it's not like Ferris Bueller was huge. Now he's huger because of this thing. Well, maybe, right. but, but they probably no. Filmed I think them they were the they were time. filming this when I'm sure they were filming this when uh, Ferris Bueller came out and said, "Okay, well, guess we cast the right guy." Yeah, right. And then after in a, that, in a movie, yeah. right? In, in a movie that was uh, top billed for the 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 apes, uh, yeah, he he got second billing. The 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 primates of this movie. Uh, were the Harry primates first, and then Matthew Broderick and Helen Hunt. Yeah, and Helen Hunt. Oh, we forgot to even mention Helen Hunt's in this. By the yeah. way, everybody. And I think if if you want to say comedy, it's the parts, it's the scenes with Helen Hunt that I think were were probably billed as making this a comedy. Her interactions with Virgil at the beginning, and no, it's not playtime. Okay, yeah, you changed the clock. <laughs> yeah. Wah, and when she was like coming to the bar and looking like she was picking him up and you know this oh, yeah. had some moments i suppose i like her a lot um, oh yeah i've always liked great. her but she uh, she felt also a little wasted in this and by that i mean that she's earnest in what she's doing but it's she was kind of barely in it like there's a huge chunk of this movie yeah. where she's not even in the thing and right, um, right. it's fine it's right fine. and and she has to she has to act really hard in the first uh sequence because it's a you know to set you up for the rest of the movie you have to get the 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 pathos from here's a you know here, here here's a safari where they're killing adult chimps and stealing baby chimps and that's not you you know because it's so foreign to you you don't really feel much and then she loses her attachment right she yeah. so the the thing has to be taken away and she has to cry right right, right. and i thought helen hunt was perfect for that oh, she's great it's just it's just that's it i don't even understand why she would come down to the research facility in the story it makes no sense whatsoever well, it's also you know? I, there's a lot of weird security stuff going on like william sadler we haven't even mentioned him yet uh right. plays kind of the another, bad scientist man he's great another dude. like reoccurring uh character actor that we see all the time love william sadler in every yeah. william and William Sadler has our IMDb photo of the week. What they did was <laughs> they took a picture of William Sadler and used it to create a 3D model of William Sadler. <laughs> that, is, that is one sharp-looking picture. Yeah. And, then, picture. and yeah. then they took a picture of the 3D model and they put that in IMDb. It is bizarre. And William will- Sadler... Uh, does not look happy about any of that. No, it will haunt <laughs> your a, dreams. Although my... I, I would personally like to own the exact uh, foundation he's wearing in the picture. I, I, that's, that's from Roswell, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's the Roswell show. He's Beautiful. he's um he was uh, probably for me the most uh, 
significant thing I'd seen him in was Shawshank Redemption. He was one mm-hmm. of the um, the the dudes who was in there. But he's also the bad guy, the chief bad guy in Die Hard Two. He was Death in that second Bill and Ted adventure deal. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Green Mile. Really? Uh, with the, all the mist. with the hood and everything. Yeah, Holy that's him. That. He's Death. He's amazing. He's really great. Like genuinely a great actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and should, okay, I did not realize that was him. Holy mackerel. Yeah. And he's so good in that. He owns that entire, he makes that movie. Okay. Like the rest of it's right, not great. Right. right he makes right. that all better and he's just awesome. And he's been in a billion things. He was on damages for a whole season. He's done a bunch of stuff on fringe and like a million TV shows. He's in everything yep. and he should always seen, be, he should never leave. We've <laughs> seen him on film sack before. Yeah. I'm forgetting exactly what his acting uh, credits total. Uh, 163 acting credits and none of it is stuff you've never heard of like it's all stuff you've heard of it's great he right. gets the he gets the choice uh monologue in the film uh it's not a monologue but he gets the choice lines where he where he explains why he's doing what he's doing and how it's important mm-hmm. and so on yeah and uh i i really actually thought that was like the best thing in the film his his uh delivery of his explanation was the only time in the movie I felt like this movie is punching up at its weight class. Yeah. Every every other moment in the movie, I'm like, <laughs> this is a monkey testing movie. This is not really that entertaining. He's at he's uh, uh, he's at the I'm age now. I'm trying to find what we may have seen him in before because we never we didn't watch The Mist on on for film sack. No. Nope. Right, right. And he was in that. He was great um, in that. We haven't seen Shawshank. No. Shawshank. Or Green Mile or. Um, we had Bill no, and Ted mm-hmm. too. No, mm-hmm. I don't sorry. know if we've seen him. I'm sorry I to can't. say, mostsack.com is currently offline. Yeah, it is. It is yeah, yeah. Um, he's working on it. It's coming back. He's got a Iron Man to three machete kills. Yeah, well, I guess you're right. I don't think we too. have seen him. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. I am looking through his list. I am not seeing anything that we've watched for film sack. Weird. Me I'm amazed. I'm amazed by that. But he, uh, by the way, if you look at him now. uh he was a, he was on Star Trek. He may be a connection today. I think. Um, anyway, yeah. he. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. If you look at him, his photos now, he's you know much older. He's you know looking looking old, but he would play the perfect like Dick Senator or politician guy who's got some <laughs> secret dirty past. Like he's perfect for that sort of stuff. So just keep casting totally. that guy. Never he played, right. He never played stop. the president. Iron Man Three is probably his most recent. Uh, Dick Senator role. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, I got one. Uh, Film Sack episode oh, 71. Mm. He was in the movie Freaked. Oh, right. Did we see Did... Freaked? <laughs> we yeah. saw Freaked? I don't even remember. I thought we saw Freaks. Yeah. Nope. Freaked. Oh, we never saw Freaks. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. so. Hold on. Freaks. Did we ever... Episode 71. Did oh, we ever like... see Hard to Kill? Did we see Freaked with Brooke Shields? Wait, yes. We did? Yes. Is that not sound? F- oh, this. I'm looking at pictures from this thing. Yeah, we've yeah. seen oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, we've seen this. Remember that guy oh with the big God. head? Yeah, that's the deal. All right, so we have seen William Sadler, but that's a small. That was a barely. Yeah, barely, barely some. So, but it's weird because I'm with Ibit in that it feels like we've seen him in everything, and that's probably just yeah. due to the fact that you literally do see that guy in like. Everything. Yeah, we've seen him in a lot of things, just not very many things for film sack. <laughs> he has a face; you just see it and go, "Oh, good, he's in this." Like, right. there's right. something comforting about it. But also, he never plays anybody who's like normal. He's always like a little broken, a little psycho, a little something like he's got a look to his face that just makes you kind of uncomfortable. He's great. Right. Yeah. But yeah. so Roswell and, um, 
uh, Green Mile, he plays a good guy, and Shawshank, he plays a good guy. But he does seem like the kind of character actor you'd get to say, okay, we need someone who can play a real dick. Yep. Let's, let's get William Sadler. <laughs> but when he does play a nice guy, he plays a really good, nice a guy. A really nice guy. And yeah. he does it. I think maybe the reason it works, Brian, is because he has the look of someone who may not be a nice guy. But when he's portrayed truly as a nice guy, you're even happier that this guy who may not be nice is actually nice. Right, right. I yeah. think that's what's in, going on. In this film, they do a pretty good job of building tone. And from the instant you see William Sadler, you know he's not a good man. Like, right. you know he's going, to, he's going to do some shady things. And Matthew Broderick who you've been, you know, you've been kind of following as your good guy is going to be in conflict with him. You know it. Right. right. And so yeah. that that at least that's some fairly good filmmaking there, you know, in the garbage heap. Yeah. I will say that one of the tropes that I was expecting and I had seen this before, <clears throat> but I had forgotten a lot of it. One of the tropes that I was expecting right from the beginning is that all right, well, Matthew Broderick and Helen Hunt are going to have to kiss at the end of this and fall in oh, love or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and they they didn't even you know that didn't even come up as like a huh. an option. They weren't even <laughs> an option. Trope averted, man. Yeah, trope, trope so averted. Completely averted. Trope averted. <laughs> trope, trope averted. You no, know, I I, like I was sure that they would too. That's funny you say that because that's just what they all did back then. They would find a way yeah. that that would be your your be the thing that brings them together. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. in in some ways, I guess it it leaves you thinking maybe later, you know, like, Oh, well yeah. we're just at the crossroads of this Project relationship. X two. Yeah. <laughs> Project triple X. Yeah. I mean, the only time I've ever really enjoyed a movie that has monkeys in it is planet of the apes movies. And more particularly these newer ones. I think they're awesome. I love them. I love the, especially yeah, the last sure. one. The first one's okay. The last one's amazing. And I think this new one looks really good. It's coming out. What? A couple of months or something. Right, right. Um, I okay. Hold I, on. Come, yeah. come back to the only time I've enjoyed uh, <laughs> ape movies because because uh, this is an interesting thought. This is really fascinating. Like we watch Congo yeah. on this podcast. We all thought it was uh, you know, terrible, delightfully bad, terrible. Uh, this kind of thing. Um, lava, lava tubes is from that movie. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Do are we counting every which way but loose? Because that is a masterful film. It's really good, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that the focus is the monkey. The monkey is yeah. pure sidekick, and that works for me. That's okay. That's like Chewbacca okay. level for me. It's fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. So are we? One. Are we saying across the board that that we don't like this movie? Um, I'm not ready to say that. I'm going to say that I don't think, I mean, I'm not going to put it on any kind of top 50 list. Okay. But sure. I think it's got a, you know, it's hearts in the right place. It wants to, it wants to, uh, it's really, <clears throat> let me put it this way. They, they're really good with the monkeys, despite the fact that in the trivia, it says, and I think I kind of noticed this a few times, but all of the voice, all of the uh, vocalizations <laughs> of the monkeys are completely made up human noises. Oh, it drove me crazy! It had yeah. to be. It I had wish, to be. Yeah. I would buy the. I would buy the DVD of this if I was guaranteed. <laughs> I was going to get footage of them doing all those noises in a sound right. studio. Yeah, like, that'd be awesome. Go, <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. So, too. do you think they saved money by picking the current actors? And and if so, who was the monkey? Noise. No, that's the thing. That's, that's what I was trying to figure saying, out. Oh no, they brought in not, people. They brought in. Why Michael not just? Yeah. Why not just record the chimps? You have chimps on the set. They're everywhere. Why not just record them? Because well, you've got a, it, you can't uh, get them to make those noises on demand. Yeah. Like all of, of them. Of course I mean, you, have you been you, to the zoo? <laughs> you, just, you just pinch them a little bit. They just a little bit. All the time. Well, here's the deal. So you say that because there was actually, 
um, controversy about this that Bob Barker yes. sued uh, uh, the film producers uh, the price because he, he claimed that, that's right. He claimed that uh, the the chimpanzees were getting abused for this thing, and they settled out of court for three hundred thousand dollars. Well, isn't there so okay? That's funny because this happened with that other was it Milo and uh, what was that one with Otis? The, the Milo and yeah. Otis, the t- the dog and the cat that are crossing the country to find right. love or whatever is they're your, doing is that is that spider noodle <laughs> i don't remember what it is but but remember they Bob, were all i'll be your wingman anytime if you learn if you hear all the backstory on that thing that they, they were mean to those animals and they were terrible to them to get the performances they needed out of them and stuff so the same thing probably is true here i mean i guess what i'll say is it was impressive that they got the the emotions and stuff and the shots that they got i, I thought it was some of the right, best right. monkey coordination i'd seen <laughs> Yes. So I'm going to give sure. it that. that. To get back to your original question, is this movie any good? I'm going to say that that impressed me. Uh, right. But there are moments... Like, I actually thought the monkeys were better actors. Like, the the the, the ape, uh, the main one, uh, Virgil, is it? Yes, when, he's sit, when he's sitting in the cockpit and has finally learned how to do, like, the throttle, and he pulls it back, and he's very quietly looking at the screen. Some of that stuff's like, oh, my gosh, you're acting better than the humans in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right so that i impressed me but outside of that i mean you know i'm not gonna say this is a great movie 30 it's just, 30 year anniversary this year of this film yeah. uh and so i was amazed last night while watching this with my family that 30 years later this movie was touching people in the room and bringing tears to the eyes oh carter gr- was, cried her eyes out i should have mentioned that. right i was like yeah. i was like that is impressive because in this day and age, we're so cynical that if I go to a movie and it even starts to preach at me, just even a little bit, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, I don't want this crap. Yeah, I am too. We're yeah. we're scathed though. That's the thing. Carter right. Carter watched this and got all teary because she loves animals and can't can't sure. do it. But uh, but I think that you know, I mean, that says something about how well they did that. Now again, maybe behind the scenes, these monkeys are being whipped. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that would goofy, suck. Come on, we need you to flip them off. <laughs> flip them off. Come on, Goofy. Come on, you piece of shit. Get going. Get mad. Get mad. I, w- I went and looked up the uh, so the IMDb has all of the monkeys uh, credits first. So right, all, yeah. yes. which is just like the movie. The movie shows all the credits for the monkeys first uh, at the end. But but the uh, the only one with a photo is Virgil, the monkey. Yeah, Willie. Uh, Willie. And I thought, oh, well, that means Willie's been in a bunch of these other movies like that one with George Costanza where he had a bunny monkey or something yeah. or whatever. I just thought, well, oh, Dunstan checks in. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was. Or I, you know, I'm thinking there's going to be some, he's got sure. a career of, he's like Ben the Bear from all those things in the 80s where that bear was and everything. So I thought, well, right. I'll, I'll see a huge list. No, it's the only thing he ever did. This is it. <laughs> well, only acting thing. He's got a bunch of producer credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He directed Congo and uh, a few uh, others. Uh, right. uh, I, love the, <laughs> I love the idea of a of a monkey directing Congo for some reason. <laughs> more poo, more poo. Yeah, more poo. I, I, but come back around to the the part where you caught feelings, Brian, because I I want to understand, like, I want to understand why this movie angered me with manipulation so much right, like right, right. i just felt so manipulated that i was mad yeah, I, wow. I i i couldn't stand it i i wanted to just turn it off mm. and i probably would have if we hadn't been watching it to talk about it like i i, I seriously felt so manipulated and i i kept going well maybe 30 years ago this 
this wouldn't have felt as manipulative, right? Well, like did you? Ago, how did you feel about like um, Avatar? E.T. E well, let's say E.T. because we watched it here e on the show. Did, right. And when you saw it when you when you were a kid or whatever, or maybe you never saw E.T. I can't remember what the deal was, but did you? I, I'd seen it. Okay. Did you? Did that feel the same? Like, is it about how well a movie's made that's pulling at your heartstrings, or I mean, like, what is it that works in some cases and other not other cases? Okay, so so E.T. is weird because I I feel no sort of human connection at all to the alien he is alien like that by by definition yeah this is not but, some but uh, you, you know, eat like, Reese pieces he eats Reese pieces <laughs> no no no, no the movie yes, yes, I, I get that the, that et the movie has work to do but that's the point right it builds the connection that you're gonna feel at the end of the movie you, you know what i mean like you're gonna right. be sad when et dies because along the way he has been humanized. So this film starts with your, you know, like with an assumption that you have this human connection with these apes and they, they start by shooting them. I mean, it's like, it, it, it it's really, just it, a tranquilizer. It does feel <laughs> no. like a little that you're waiting for Attenborough to start talking about uh, narrating see. during the beginning of that thing. No, and then, and then they take all the baby chimps and they put them in cages and you're like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen because you're you're a person and you've been around baby people and you can you can instantly feel how they're feeling. Those right, those right. chimps in cages are in the, the are, are just in the throes of torture. Yeah, and and so then the so then from from there every time anything happens that involves a chimp, I'm sad. I'm just like it's it's like the movie is terrorizing me, and and you know, of course ET ET isn't like that at all. Like ET is ET is a bunch of kids and they're doing kid things and you're finding you know like it's just it's it, I I don't know I I don't know what to compare it to either because yeah, other other movies like this like we're just naming other ape movies and they don't do this to you right no like, but but I mean I I felt like you even get some of this with war games you know like why are we teaching our computers how to play these horrible horrible games and i'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm teaching sign language i'm teaching programming to a, right, right, a computer yeah. you know it's 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 the funny that there, there seemed to be a little bit of a parallel there but yeah i mean it's that's uh <laughs> it didn't feel as preachy but similar kind of thing yeah. right it was very I, the, as soon as you said that uh, randy sent us a message in slack and said it was very manipulative and i was like he's right i didn't look at it that way but yeah this is one of the more yeah. manipulative movies i would probably compare it to something which we haven't seen which is something like old yeller or oh, you know yeah. th those kind of movies where you actually have a real physical you know real human type sidekick that you would actually have concern for we haven't really done that we've done no this is as close uh, as ET, we've come alien yeah right. this is as close as we've and, come i'm trying to think of a movie that that's that's that i saw when i was young that really affected me in that way and i'm having a hard time with it i mean the closest i have yeah. is not animal related it's that uh, i always bring this one up but that uh oh, shoot what's it called now i can't remember the name of it uh so oh, Su uh Susanna smiles oh, i told you guys about uh, that one right right it's this yeah. it's this thing where these two robber guys kidnap a rich uh, rich family's kid. It's this little girl they kidnap her. It's pretty it'd be kind of a dark story today, but at the time they're just bumbling like criminals and they steal this kid to get ransom and the kid's just too cute and fun and nice that they So who is this like Don Knotts and uh No, it's this uh the there's a there's a skinny villain and a big fat villain because that's, you know, tropey and that's how you do it. Sure. 
and the fat one's kind of like kind of nice and the the other one's kind of a stick in the mud it's like burton ernie kind of combo uh, and right, right. and by the end of it she's just melted their hearts and changed who they are and and then they're all sad when they get separated, but they're, you know, and that really got me as a kid, like totally got me. So God, I don't know what those Savannah smiles, Savannah, not Susanna, Savannah smiles. Yeah. And it was actually, um, there were some other weird connections. Like it was filmed here and some other stuff, which is, I think everybody was excited about it. Then, what? I know. I've seen this movie. I, I, I know I have seen Savannah smiles. I'm looking at it like, look at this. And Peter Graves. Oh, wait, I remember now. Pat Morita's in this movie. Oh, yes. Really? I don't remember Pat Morita. We used to have, did, did we used to have like no, during never the 80s, during the late 70s and 80s, we used to have movies that had hearts bigger than you could imagine. I mean, <laughs> yes. really, we did. Do we have those now? With no, this because okay, yeah, we don't. Called, but they're, they're on the Hallmark channel. I mean, that's basically where all these things have kind of gone, that's, right? That is right. absolutely right. Like, you can't make the bad news bearers today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't do it. And if you do, it has to have all of this edginess that doesn't, that, that just betrays the original film. Yeah, and you know, the, the, something about that is kind of sad. Like, <laughs> it, my, my wife, I make fun of her, but every Christmas season, she sits down in front of Netflix and watches all of those terrible Hallmark Christmas movies. She right. loves them. She'll watch them over and over and over and watch all the new ones that came out, and she loves them, and it's kind of her weird tradition every year, and I always tease her and make fun of her. But I have to admit, what she's getting out of those isn't great acting, isn't great you know, directing or storytelling or any of those things. What she's getting is like this throwback to a a time where you would escape into this kind of entertainment to find a simple, happier emotion, you know, right, right. where you Little get House away the from the world. Yeah, you get away from the world and you're just reminded, oh, this is just two people in love and it's Christmas time. And, and it's there's a purity to it that is maybe false in your day to day life, but it's just this escape. And we just don't, I don't think we value it anymore. At least I don't think on the large mass market that we value it anymore. Right, that's a kind right. of a bummer. I mean, I'm not saying I want to go see a bunch of sappy movies. I feel manipulated too. But we, but our taste for it being gone says probably more about us than it does the films. Right. So, anyway. We're so yeah. cynical. Yeah, we're a cynical bunch of <laughs> bastards, really. I, I'm glad you brought up Old Yeller because Old Yeller is, is an example of a bunch of things that uh, that don't work the way they used to. Like, it's a story about uh, a boy becoming a man, right? And and we have <laughs> nowadays we culturally have some very strong opinions and debates on all of this. And you know, sixty, seventy years ago, a movie like Old Yeller was not controversial at all. It was just right. sad, you know. Now, like it was Randy. Fact did you go? Of, you know, what? Did you go to the uh, theater to see a dog's purpose? What's the dog's purpose? I did not, purpose? and I and I won't. I, I won't watch a movie like that because uh, they made the mistake of of tipping their hand too much in the in the commercial and letting mm-hmm. me know that it's going to make me really ridiculously sad. And <laughs> I read the I read the I read the book Marley and Me, and I already Ooh. that's I, that's a far enough. That I'm, was good. good. Oh yeah, that was. You know? Yeah, but that yeah. was but that was hard to watch in the same kind of way. There was that other thing too that was just recent where they, um, uh, it was like Incredible Journey or whatever it was called, but it also had dogs and cats trying to get across the country to find, to find love. But it was, but it also had that. Uh, there was the controversial video that got released where they tried to make it look like they drowned eighteen dogs trying to get the perfect shot. Right. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, there were another one. Turned out to be a hoax. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, that's a bummer. I, 
you know, I, I, <laughs> then it turned out to be a hoax. <laughs> I just yes. thought of I thought of a couple of movies that, and again, you guys are going to accuse me of like Mad Max bias here, and that's fine. But the movies right, that right. get get me uh, with animals, it turns out are a combination of animals and digital effects. But it's those Babe movies, Babe Pig in the City, and Babe oh, sure. Straight Up yeah. Babe. And those are emotional for me. Straight up, babe. And yeah, they, that's great. And I think those still work. I do. Like, I'll watch Babe, George Miller, great director, George Miller, Babe, right? And I'll okay. and I'll get to that, that'll do, pig, that'll do. And, I, and it, get, it just, you get filled with pride. You feel like, yeah, man, the freaking pig did right. Like, this is amazing. And you're talking about a bunch of talking uh, farm animals. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 stupid how that movie gets me. So there's right. mine. There's the one that works for me. I don't feel manipulated. It's smartly done. Right. It feels like characters uh, exploring their world, not his, you know, not me being forced to swallow somebody's point of view. It's different. And I think that's your example of how to do it right. Really, there's really some good. kids right now from the 90s that are screaming Shiloh, Shiloh. Oh, what's Shiloh? Or, I don't know what oh. that is. Oh yeah, yeah. Drama film. Uh, you know, th- you don't remember that one with uh old Scott Wilson, uh, Mister. Uh, what was he like on? Uh, uh, Friday Walking, Night Walking Dead. Oh. Oh no no else? Scott Wilson Scott Wilson I'm yeah sorry, yeah I was yeah thinking of uh, the the oh the kid on Friday Night Lights right right yeah I know who you're talking about so wait that's a thing that Shiloh oh, yeah, I'm looking it up Shiloh. it was a book and it was a movie during the '90s that. It was one of those. Oh, here we go. It's out of it's yeah. Matt, uh, Matt, Marty Preston, a town, a small town southern boy, must rescue a young beagle from abusive owners and reclusive right. Judd Tavers, whatever that is. Okay, yeah, I never saw it. I have no idea. But is that a good one? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I remember it being very. I remember being sad during that movie for some reason. Mm. I don't know. If it's because I didn't want to watch it, maybe or no. Scott Wilson is from Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, Scott yeah, Wilson. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the yes. farmer, right? The, yeah, gets his leg yeah. cut off, and then later another part of him cut off. Herschel. Yeah. yeah, Herschel. That's right. I, I liked him. He's the one that know, got in I trouble for a DUI when they were filming. <laughs> you guys remember that? <laughs> he was still thinking about Shiloh. <laughs> <laughs> he was drowning his sorrows of Shiloh yeah, while he was horrible. filming Walking Dead. Great. That's awesome. Yes, I, uh, Randy. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I grew up during a time when William Hanna and Joseph Barbera were uh, making some of the best and worst entertainment for kids mm-hmm. imaginable. Yeah. Like, like they were simultaneously doing things like Josie and the Pussycats and the Flintstones while doing freaking great grape ape show, like the worst stuff that ever was on TV. But in the midst of all that, they're they're sort of like the second coming of Hanna-Barbera cartoons, they made Charlotte's Web. The movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. And, and great. that film, man, it made me cry when I was a little kid. Oh, yeah. it's so freaking sad and Teachers fun. are still showing that thing in classrooms. It, the, 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 the 1973 grade? Charlotte's Web. Yeah, the 1973 Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, was, uh, wait. With, uh, who is the guy in middle middle square of uh, Hollywood Squares that did the voice Paul of Lind. Templeton? Paul Lind, yes. Yeah, exactly. Paul Lind was Templeton Lind. the Rat. You're right. Henry Gibson. Yes. I'm going to go get ready for my bewitched job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Randy, so, so uh, I have Project, a... <laughs> Project X is related yeah. to Charlotte's Web for me. In that Interesting. It, it made me sad, and it's manipulative, and it's missing all of the other stuff that makes that worth watching again. I'll never watch Project X again because it doesn't make me laugh. It doesn't make me smile. It doesn't It doesn't give me anything more for my cost of admission than sadness. Yeah. And that's mm. just not that, – I'm sorry. That's not ultimately entertaining. 
Yeah, this was produced. You're right. Produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions and Sagittarius Productions based on the 52. I kind of want to see it again. I used to love that, too. I love that. Oh, it's that. so good. And, and it is still relevant because I have a nine-year-old in the house just about a week ago said, oh, they're going to be showing Charlotte's Web at school. And I'm like, like the old one? She's like, yeah, the one that's a cartoon. I was like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, are you going to be able to handle that? Because you get tore up. Yeah. No, it'll eat you. It'll, it's not. They're not messing around. Um, and there's also just the 70s animation quality to it that's hard to deny. Mm-hmm. Um, right. in, in How some... about Ricky Ticky Tavi? How'd that, that hit you? What the hell's that? <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tavi, the Warner Brothers? Mongoose, the Cobra. Tina loves that. I, I, she tried I to make too. me watch it a while back and I couldn't do it. Is that a movie? Into it. It's a yes. good animated yes. film. Oh. oh, Chuck Jones did it. It's based on yeah. a... Rupert Kipling's story. of Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Rudyard Kipling. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, his lesser-known brother, Rupert. <laughs> Rupert. <laughs> Ricky Tiki Taffy was a film that one of my teachers had on tape, like, mm-hmm. at, like not on not on VHS, but like on reel to reel, and would put it on every now and then. We, I, I probably saw that movie ten times when I was. In I've never seen school. this. This bugs me because I'm a huge Chuck Jones fan. I'll watch anything he ever did, and, and oh, I yeah. don't know why I never heard and of what? this. And what were those reels? Was that like 16 millimeter? Yeah, I'm going to say it was 16. Probably. I wonder what that was that the teachers used to show us. Probably, you know, yeah. School. They had film. Film on... Did, uh, were, you the, were, you the, uh, were you the film uh, teacher's pet? Were you the one who had oh, to yeah. work the projector? Oh, Excellent. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. had a thing going. That was him, my jam. Him and her. I right. actually... I, before I found out they don't make any money, I thought I was going to grow up to be a projectionist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, they don't. It's not a huge. It's not a big money maker, but it seems so mm-hmm. cool when you're younger. He's like, dude, that guy loads film on that thing, and that plays. Especially if you live in a big city somewhere nice. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Totally. Yep. All right, Ricky Tiki Tavi. It's on my list. I'll check that one out. Oh, good. You should watch it. Yeah, I will. I'll a, totally watch it. It's not exactly a film sack film because it's it's very childish. It's a like you know, it's an appropriate movie for a third grader. Yeah. Right. And, right. But, oh but my gosh! I just found the cast for the Monkey Voices. Sorry, this just hit. Beep, 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 beep. What? Just, you found like video? Just no, in. it just says who, this is who they were. So here's the okay. here's the chunk I found. As the emotional sounds of the chimps do not make or do not in any way resemble those of humans, it was decided to uh, create their vocalizations using actors. Every chimp sound in the picture, other than one brief outburst, is ADR. The outburst is the one in the house when you had the diaper on and he was yelling at her for not wanting to play or whatever. Or no, he wanted the apple and she wouldn't give it to him or whatever. Anyway, the role of Goliath, the giant ape, was voiced by African-American actor Arthur Berghart, who played Dr. Jack Scott in One Life to Live. The smallest female chimp, Daisy, was voiced by Anne Lockhart of Battlestar Galactica fame in 1978. And uh, Norman B. Schwartz was the vocal effects director on that. And they don't have other names listed, but that's pretty interesting. So there you go. That's neat. Yeah, there you go. Bunch of no-namers or half-namers. Oh, yeah, half-namers, I would say. <laughs> I it was it stood out in the whole movie. If you if you don't notice this, then you have been fooled your entire life by what uh, apes don't sound like. Because right. it was it really sounded like just off camera at all times. There were some kids going. <laughs> there was a couple of moments where I bought it, and then most of it. You're right. It's all pretty bad foley, but it's fine. I mean, at the time, it was probably you know no one knows nobody knew what a monkey sounded like then. I guess right. or they really didn't. <laughs> Isn't it funny though that in this and the like the original Planet of the Apes, when the uh, when the the chimpanzees are going nuts in the um, in the room they've escaped and they're you know causing havoc in the room there, 
that they play the same kind of it's Congo's do 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 and then like xylophone disarray and stuff like that. It's the same. I definitely noticed that. It is the is chimpanzee riot music is basically what that is. Well, in the times of chimpanzees, I was a monkey, so I'm down with that. Nicely done. So I tell you, man. I, okay, I'm going to get down to. The, I'm going to get. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, I'm always pulling the back out. Uh, I'm going to get down to the problem for the movie for me. The 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 biggest, most glaring problem for me was the fact that Virgil, by uh, virtue of learning sign language, was way smarter than the other chimps. I mean, mm-hmm. like not a little bit, way smarter. Oh Okay, yeah. so I don't understand the connection. I can understand better communication with humans, but yeah. Goliath well, no, was just a on. dummy. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Hold on. Doesn't right. it's the fact that he's able to communicate though that right. that lets us know he's smart. That doesn't necessarily mean that he knows more about what's going on than the other apes. He just has the ability to vocalize it and say, Oh, hey, this is crap. And and I just saw dead uh bluebeard on the 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 slab there. Hey everybody <laughs> I'm not wearing the oh, I'm not I'm not wearing that's the red a, collar. That means that means a nap on the gurney. I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. But the movie does try to make you believe that Virgil's smarter than the rest. He, the, you know, he's, like, a little he's more the one advanced, who steals yeah. the key the, to cause yep. the breakout and so on. Or, or the other exactly. monkey, the other monkey can't figure out where the the uh, fire extinguisher is. So he has to. So he has the bright idea to go get one and show him <laughs> what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, yeah. I mean, they definitely do that a little bit, but also I think the. I think they justify it film wise. They justify it because he he's been trained. He's he knows sign language. Like that's how they're trying to, you know, make him the Caesar of the group. Or he's whatever. more human. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, he's yeah. a cutie. I I would snuggle with that little dude until I realized he's wearing a black <laughs> black diaper full of shit. Then I would be grossed out. <laughs> I where where it really broke down for me hard is near the end when the chimps finally get to fly the plane. And I'm like, they couldn't possibly fly that plane. Unless that plane was outfitted from here to the end for them to be able to fly it. There's just no possible way that they could fly that plane. There's a couple of problems with that. Where where are they going to go? Yeah. And secondly... They're headed toward the Everglades, Brian. I said right right there. And secondly, who fueled that thing up? Apparently, <laughs> well, nobody. Not just who yeah. fueled that thing up, but so they made them. They made sure to take the keys out of Helen Hunt's car, but they left yeah. the keys in yeah. the plane. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was a little Brilliant. bit of logic problems in that part. Yeah, the whole. Boy, I mean, the whole resolution was dumb. But but as a but as a kid, that was like the great escape plan. That was the great escape, and that's what appealed to me about this movie when I was a kid. Yeah, sure. And yeah. I could see that in this, like watching it. There's an energy to it that's similar to what you've seen with like. You know, adventure uh, Goonies sort of style stuff. It's like, ooh, right. okay, now we're on the run. You get the keys. Let's get out of here. In fact, it reminded me very specifically of E.T. again because it was like that moment where uh, E.T.'s alive, but they don't want to tell anybody, and they think Elliot's crying, but he's not. He's laughing. He's as excited. Mm-hmm. And then the, tell your friends to get their BMX bikes over here quick, and then... <laughs> You know, there's that whole escape plan. Like that's that's in this. It's not as good, sure. but it's in this, and it's and there's something to be said for that that, that I miss about my childhood, sure. my kidhood, because my movies, well, also, my movies did that to me a lot. I feel like 
Yeah. It also fills that role of, of all the movies that we saw in our 80s where no matter how many bad things you do in the movie and how, how badly you might endanger the country or the government or the Air Force or whatever, uh, it's better to just let's, just let's just forget this thing, keep it on the down low because it would be an embarrassment. Yeah, to... exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, gonna, you're free to go because in this one case in the history of our military, we're going to break all our rules. That's, you're free to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I so I wrote over and over in my notes. I guess I haven't seen this. Hmm, I don't think I've seen this movie. When when just a week ago when we talked about we're going to watch this, I was convinced I'd seen it, and I'd convinced I'd seen it multiple times. So this led me down a path of having to figure out what in the world did I see multiple times that isn't this movie, and the, the answer is the Manhattan Project. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes. It's a, a John Lithgow film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's got some similar stuff, oh. and it's got the word project in the name. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so and, easy to mix it up. Yep. And guess what, guys? It's streaming. I would like to watch it with you. I wouldn't mind Ooh. watching that. That sounds like yeah, fun. I wouldn't sure. mind that. Okay. So my, can I get, okay, my notes here say two things that crack me up. One, I'm deaf pro ape, testing blows. All right, so I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> And then I said, I wrote this multiple times, so it must have really mattered to me, and so I want to get back to it. I just, I wrote, I don't understand why they just blast, why they don't just blast them with radiation in the first place. And I know we've kind of had this conversation, but to me, it, I just had the perfect example. Let's take my microwave and a mouse example. It's like training a mouse for months and months and months with tons of money and experts how to ride a unicycle, and then putting the mouse on the unicycle in a microwave and then seeing how long it can live. Why would you do that? I still don't buy this idea that we want to see how far they can fly after they've been blasted. That doesn't make right. sense to me. So well, even, even if this imagine, is based on the real... says the same thing. You know, he comes in and he busts into the to the room full of evil white men and says, "Hey, <laughs> what haven't we learned enough?" Yeah. Right. And, oh. and and we don't and we this really doesn't answer it because the pilot would know he's going to die. So he wouldn't fly the same way as the the, the monkey who doesn't know that he's going to or the chimpanzee who doesn't know he's going to die. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't get off of it. It drives me nuts and I'm it's You mean f- that they would waste that much time and effort to train them to fly the plane rather than just say stick them in the thing yeah. and and yeah, have them build with tinker to toys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and it and it so totally just throws the lie to the purpose of the movie, right? Yeah. Like I, again, I said like I said earlier, the purpose of this film is to turn you against certain things, and and you should. It's it's a righteous purpose. Mm-hmm. But when those things are so obviously not realistic, you're you know you you have this natural inclination to just logically resist being manipulated right mm. and also i have a problem with the fact that matthew broderick kind of flew in the face of the entire point of the movie which was don't test these apes for you know man is evil don't do this instead he's like doing the, that's his thing the whole time and then toward the end goliath because he's the only way he's going to stop radiation ball from killing everybody uh gets him to go get the thing dislodged from it with a cigarette that the thing's never going to get <laughs> like he's just <laughs> Oh yeah, he, he manipulates the little, hell out of it, hey, out of that poor little guy. Did a little bit of uh, you know Kirk and Spock moment there, like you expected? Glad oh, come back and well, kind of like, like they would put the their hands on the glass. Yeah, each other it's and, like uh, my I had this friend named Richard <laughs> Saunders growing up, and he had this cow in their backyard. They had a cow in some farm space, <laughs> mm-hmm, and he and he would go to the gate with a cube of you know, like compressed. Uh, we called them cow treats, but yeah, whatever they were, they were like a sugar thing, and he would like go. 
come here, come here and hold it at the thing. And the cow would go and like slowly saunter up and put his head over the thing to get the sugar thing. And then my friend Richard would just rear back with his right fist and punch him in the nose so snot (laughs) flew everywhere. He would just punch the cow in the nose and then the cow would go run the other way. And he would do it over and over and over. And I used to think, you are the biggest dick for doing this to your cow. So my, my point is, what was my point? Oh, I don't know, that's how it, it felt. Me. The cigarette thing reminded me of that. Because it reminded me of like, come uh, here, if you do that, I'll give you cigarettes. Like, no, you're never going to get many things. You're going to die in there. He's a oh, tumor now. Ugh, it was awful. Come come here, Tina. going to feed you a <laughs> steak. <punch. laughs> yeah, Eat well, your lasagna, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> like this, if we I, ever uh, get to watch Napoleon Dynamite, oh I will God. die happy. Oh, I Dude, forgot the so name good. of that. It's Please the Emu. This movie. Oh, I love that movie. Ibbit, I got to ask you. About sure. two years ago, we lost a, a great uh, musician, and James Horner, for movies. Mm-hmm. And so we got to hear some more James Horner. Besides the misstep with the with the <laughs> shock Peter the monkey. Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Besides that, what did you think about the music? I didn't enjoy it because they kept repeating. It wasn't like, here's a theme. Now we're going to do that theme with violins or now we're going to do that theme with, you know, a slower version. It was that same piano-y. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Over and over. I don't know if you captured any of that on audio, but a little bit over and over and over again. It's like, okay, do it, do it slightly different. Maybe here's a happy time to do it. Or maybe here's a, you know, like a slower version because he just got zapped with radiation and everything's slow now. Yeah. Right. I, I, now, he was just the conductor in this one, right? So I don't know if did he do the music oh, as well. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, my, what I, think, I wrote for soundtrack is I put like E.T. humping Halloween is what I wrote. E.T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Halloween. That's really good. I like that. Horner, <laughs> Horner is responsible for a huge chunk of my soundtrack collection. I was just right. looking. I just looked him up and in my in my own collection. And it's like... Sure. Titanic, Avatar, Braveheart, Aliens, Glory, Willow, Legends of the Fall. These are fantastic scores, like mm-hmm. world-class scores. Uh, I, I'm surprised he was even involved in this film. I don't get I think, it. Uh, Giochino, or Giochino is my equivalent to that. I think I've got more Giochino soundtracks mm, or Giochino. Yeah, that was Brian Ebbett, ladies and gentlemen. The, the... I got, every time I haven't said... <laughs> Jaquino, quite right on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody uh, picks yeah. on you. So wait a minute, though. He's the is he the spaghetti western guy? Is that the no? Guy? That's uh, Maroni in, in Ennio Morricone. Oh, Morricone. Yeah, you're right. Morricone. Yeah. Okay. So G, who's this other guy? What's Jaquino did uh, or Jaquino did uh, the Lost soundtrack? He's done. Uh, oh. I think the, the the more recent Star Trek stuff. He seems to do a lot of the J.J. Abrams stuff. J.J. Like, Abrams' favorite composer. Yeah. Right yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Now I know who you're talking about. I keep thinking that sounds like a really old name, but it's he's a dude. He's yeah, a Ennio dude Morricone is the guy you're thinking of. The guy that. Uh, just passed away, but I think um, had the did the thing for um, Hateful Eight, right? Inglorious Bastards. Hateful Eight, or, yeah, yeah right. Hateful Eight too. Yeah, okay, Hateful got eight. It. I think yeah, yeah, both yeah, of yeah. those. Yeah, because Tarantino loved him almost more than he loves feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but boy, did he love any Morricone's feet? Yeah. Oh man, oh, those gnarly, it, knotted old things. He was into him. Yes. In <laughs> this film, I felt like Horner wasn't really watching the movie while scoring it. I I just felt like he had some scoring he had done. And he, you know, like he'd read the script or something, but he, they, they weren't married very well, the music in the movie. Yeah. It was okay for its time probably, but I don't think it holds up. It's not, 
not a great theme. Um, but I do, I think any movie that starts with a Peter Gabriel song is cool in my book, even though it's so mm-hmm. on the nose, shock the monkey. Good Lord. Like well, literally it's on the sh- nose and off the nose. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's literally, they're literally going to shock the monkey later. Like that, <laughs> that made me laugh through the whole thing. Anyway, uh, I have a, a ass load of clips if you guys want to hear any. Oh my gosh, yeah. please, yes, yes. Well, I don't sure. have that many, but it's, you know, fair amount. It's The movie's, like I said, kind of serious. I have a half, half-ass it's, it's 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 a serious movie. <laughs> or they play it pretty serious, pretty earnest, so it's not like there's a lot of dumb dialogue, but there's some stuff. So uh, I wrote this first one just says, Trouble for this guy. I don't know what that means. They'll never let me fly again. Oh. They're going to ground me forever. Ground you? You stole an airplane from the Air Force. You had a girl and an open bottle of champagne in the cockpit. I'm screwed. Yeah, you should be fired from the Air I'm, Force. Know, I'm pretty um, sure he was a virgin at that point because did you see that shirt he was wearing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Apparently things yeah, did this, not work out with the girl and the champagne in the this, cockpit. This movie could not decide whether or not Ferris Bueller's a ladies' man. Like no. it just could like yeah, make right. up your mind. Is he is he a demure nerd or is he a total you know, flight jock ladies, man. Yeah. Well, pick one. They really weren't sure, were they? They never could, could settle on that. And now he's just a, he's just a, uh, what's her name? Man. I'm getting her name now. Helen Hunt. <laughs> Helen Hunt, man. Helen Hunt, man. Uh, <laughs> I forgot the chick in the bucket. It's the dude who was uh, sitting, that flipped off what's his name, that was sitting at the desk. Watts. Yeah, Watts. What happened to him? Uh, yeah. He went. He went AWOL, apparently. Yeah, he followed the same but, path that looked like uh, Broderick was going to follow. But that's almost a chicken. That's still a chicken in the bucket, right? It is absolutely a chicken in the bucket because they, even though they explain his disappearance, they don't show it at all. No, yeah, yeah. no, they don't. In fact, I barely remember the expl- explanation. And then the other, the other uh, dude, the African American guy that worked with him, what was his name? Uh, Logan, <laughs> Bill, Bill Williamson, whatever it was. He, uh, Bill. He was kind of a chick in the bucket as well. Like he was kind of in the plot, but then not for most of it, and then back a little bit, and then not again. Well, and the in the final sequence takes place in the middle of the night, so you can explain away people, yeah, right? They're yeah. home sleeping. Yeah, they didn't, <laughs> you know, they didn't get called to right. come to this thing. That's a good right, point. Right. Yeah. Oh, what happened while I was gone? No way. Monkeys <laughs> what? You don't all of them? You don't say. All of them. <laughs> wow. They've trashed everything. Well, anyway. All right. What the heck happened in here? Here's a a description of the project. I'm supposed to be in the experimental pilot performance project. Yeah, that's right. These are monkeys. (laughs) No, they're apes. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. These are monkeys. Yeah, just sure they're monkeys. Uh, They don't. What's this? They don't know shit. Krieger don't know shit about these animals. I'm Isaac Robertson. Oh, like the, I just like the way he introduced himself. I'm yeah, Krieger don't know shit about these animals. I'm Isaac Robertson. It's like, and that, and I just like to pretend that that's a crossover with the TV show Archer, right there. I just, <laughs> I like to pretend it's a crossover with uh, Isaac from the Love Boat. Oh, all right, yeah, that too. Yeah, two right. thumbs up, or is it one thumb up? How did he do it? Two thumbs up. No, he point. No, he, did the, he did finger guns. You're right. Finger yeah, well, guns. he did a little bit of both. He did two thumbs up at one point and single yeah. thumb up and yeah. Oh, he only did two, finger guns. Only two, finger guns. Only well, finger no, no, guns. No, 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 no. When he was going up, 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 up. Hold on. He was Isaac, doing two thumbs. Finger guns. I want to see this because it's been too long. Oh my gosh, it's the first thing that came up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Hurricane <laughs> Isaac. I found him. Oh yeah. Oh, you're talking about Isaac. I was talking about Matthew Robinson. Yeah, he means Isaac from Love Boat, man. 
The guy, right, that, right. the I mean, guy that his all thumbs are up when he's doing the finger guns, but you kind of have to still do that because right, it's. Right. Uh, They're caught. I thought you were still focusing on Broderick. Oh no no no! Thumbs up. I don't know. What I'm he sorry. Does. You're does. right. It was finger guns. Yeah. He he, he puts his thumb up a, a gorilla's butt. We heard what you meant. <laughs> Did you uh, wash those fingers before you put my olive in it, Martini? Here's uh, Matthew Broderick taking a pee. That's pretty good. Uh, not really. He was pouring right. water in a bucket. So but. I'm assuming that the monkeys, ape, beast, primates pee in their cages, and that's what they're always mopping up. Is that what I guess so. to be? Well, the, But also they were wearing black uh, diapers. Yeah, here's right. the thing. Yeah. They don't. This movie doesn't ever get into it, but let's have a little more scrutiny and look a little deeper. This movie, <laughs> this movie ignores the fact that monkeys, apes, whatever, are gross, and they are constantly pooing. <laughs> they poo all the time, and they're always filling up those those diapers they're wearing, and they throw their poo, and everything stinks. And that's what gross got out in this movie so, is that nobody so would acknowledge it. Off, yeah. You know, the, the scenes they didn't show us of Matthew Broderick having to take them into another room and take their diaper off and wipe their right. bums with a whatever, a, uh, a Brillo pad. Genie. <laughs> I imagine there was some I imagine there was some film footage on the cutting floor of Matthew Broderick going by like Clarice style. In Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> getting stuff thrown on him. Yeah, hey, don't step on my, don't step on my, uh, oh, my, oh, my no. Twitter post. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrase. It's a whole. It's exclusive to Film Sack. Don't step on my Twitter post. I freaking love it. Right, right. Here's a double monkey fart. <laughs> All right, that's a hum- that's, that's Captain Razzle, Razzleberry. Yeah, I think a, I think a person did that probably. Yeah. What was the name of that Michael monkey Lynch, on TMS, though. Brian? Was it Uncle Fatty? Was the name of that monkey? That's what I imagine Uncle Fatty does a lot. It's like a couple of double farts. Okay. Here's uh, Lord of the Apes. So I'm the new Lord of the Apes. Yeah, you're the Lord of the Apes. Get it? Lord of the Apes. It's almost like Lord of the Rings and Planet of the Apes mixed together. Lord of the Apes. Um, is this a thing you say is what I wrote here? So the mountain comes to Muhammad, eh? Is that a phrase? The mountain comes uh, to yes. Muhammad? I've yeah. never heard it. What does it but mean? We don't, never, you we don't never say heard, it anymore. Never in my life have You've I heard never that. never heard bring Mohammed to the mountain or bring the mountain to Mohammed? No. What does it mean? I, I don't know. It's like <laughs> when you're, when you're yeah. so powerful, it means the, you know, the, the thing comes to you. Oh, we don't say it. We don't say it anymore. Okay. Other stuff we don't say anymore is no funny stuff, mister. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. We Let's don't. Nobody says, Hey, no more fun. No funny stuff. Out of- oh, uh, no one says that anymore. It's no, cool. here's what it means. Here's what it means. I apparently been, using it wrong if i've used it at all but uh if one cannot get one's own way one must bow to the inevitable in other words if the mountain won't come to muhammad then muhammad must go to the mountain oh one oh, one oh. now understands that thank you Ibit. okay no i under, i totally get it now but i've never heard Sweet. that until this movie and i feel like i if well i shouldn't yeah. say that because it felt familiar enough for me to capture it it wasn't like well it's funny and i always thought that it was the other way around like the mountain comes to muhammad like oh you're you're big stuff so the you know all everything's <laughs> oh, kowtowing to your stuff. way as opposed to you having to kowtow to the other way right and but isn't, you, isn't that how heard somebody say it like that well i yeah, think the reason like, i think that's what the the context of the movie was so i think you're right like i either yeah. they're wrong or who knows but the movie used it in the context you're that you're saying you thought it was sure yeah it's like the uh, you know it's just gotten told the wrong way for so long like eat your cake and have it too Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or have your cake and eat it too. But the real phrase is eat your cake and have it too. You can't eat your cake 
and I then stopped still listening. have cake afterwards. Yeah, yes. I stopped listening to cake. Yeah, so, you yeah. can't. <laughs> you I can't. Just, I just want to make now that Scott ha, is taking an interest in this this old phrase about <laughs> Muhammad and mountains. I would like Scott to draw a comic of it. Okay. No, do not yeah, draw let me, anything let me, with Muhammad. I'll in go it. ahead. And de- I'll <laughs> go ahead. I'll go ahead and depict Muhammad. Ryan, it's not a problem, right? Everyone's okay with that. If I draw Muhammad, Ryan right? Ruining my fun. <laughs> Yeah, you ruined my decapitation fun with yeah, Scott Johnson. I'm, Damn you! I'm fully aware of how you don't want to be doing that. Points for both of you for that one. Um, Two points for each of you. I'm going to say that. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. I'm not going to say it then because I don't remember what it was. Oh, is uh, here's a comeback, I guess. Jimmy, my man, how about alone? Uh, sorry, I'm a little short. You're a little shit. I'm a little short. You're a little <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty hardcore, Jeez. dude. Those guys are. Dicks. Meanwhile, down at the galley. By the way, oh, that reminds me. One of the dudes that was there eating with him or drinking with mm-hmm. him and playing poker, um, kind of the bigger guy, he's in a yeah. million things. He's barely in this. Really, but I couldn't pick him out. Oh, like, what are you kidding me? That's that's from he's from if you don't remember from anything, you gotta remember from Lost as being the snotty teacher who yep. makes right. the mistake was, with the dynamite. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, Mr. Mr. Gert or something like that. Like whatever his name was. It was like some <laughs> dumb short name that then he does the dynamite stuff. Right. Mr. Goo. Yeah. Is that you'll eventually know him as. Mr. Ernt. Ernst. 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 Something like that. And something then he like was that. he was yeah. in recently he was in this second, maybe even first and second seasons of Man in the High Castle. He's the he's the one that um is the a stepfather to the main girl. Who works at right, the right. Japanese ministry there in San Francisco? Uh, he's in that recently, and he's in just tons of stuff. That guy's in like all kinds of shit, and I like him. Huh. Right, he's interesting to watch. Uh, but he was barely in this. All right, here's a. Sc- oh no, I wrote. I hate this guy. Here you go. All right, gentlemen, I suggest we break and pick this up in the morning. We have a cocktail reception scheduled in a half hour at the officers' club. Yeah, let's just make the mil- that military never guys. happens. <laughs> that is so we got everybody execution here. because of drinking. Yeah, yeah. lame. Crap. Lame, you lame. Can just leave your glasses and your books on the table. We'll we'll kill the monkey in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> let's go drink. <laughs> uh, favorite ape scream right here, <laughs> which was clearly a person. Yeah, that's that's the one where I was trying to visualize somebody in the recording studio. Yeah, right. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's great. Wow. God, I love that. This I think this the real one was this right here. <laughs> no, that's the same lady. Never mind. It's the same one. Yeah, that's so dumb. Uh, monkeys bring up Jean Smart, by the way. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, oh, yeah. she's great. She is great. And young, oh. young pre-designing women. Jean Smart pre Fargo. Jean Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. for a second. Too. Yeah, she's great. She's uh, uh, still a str- weirdly striking woman at her age. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You see her in like Legion this year, and you're Legion, like, whoa, right. just beautiful woman, just crazy pretty. Yeah. Anyway, she she's always good. I like her a lot. And if you close your eyes. Her voice has never changed. It's the exact same voice in everything she ever does. Right, right. Doesn't matter if she's young, old, middle, whatever. She's the same. She's great though. What, but she was barely what is in her, it. What is her accent? Where's she from? Oh the, yeah, Seattle just, is where she was. Uh, oh really? Is there a Seattle yeah, she's accent? From the Pacific Northwest. Is there a Seattle accent up there? What do they have? No, but there? she had an accent in Designing Women, didn't she? She did a Southern accent. For southern that, accent. She, yeah, yeah, very Southern. I could see that. Jean Smart still got it. Uh, Yep. Here's the military not understanding what apes are. But we have a phase three control problem with the research animals and a peripheral penetration in the main complex. And well, to tell you the truth, sir, actually, there are monkeys all over the place, sir. No, they're apes. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) 
there are monkeys all over the place. Uh, I was kind of pissed at Matthew Broderick, Jimmy, for showing up when Virgil had it under control. They were they were almost out. Yeah. They had almost escaped. Yeah. And stupid human Jimmy. Yeah. Well, well Virgil was never going to break through that window. <laughs> Barely tapping so? on the window. He was. He was such. It was such a limp wrist. <laughs> Yeah, but not not only that, but they were on the most precariously stacked cartoon-looking yeah. stack of furniture. Like, come on. There's no way that apes, was going to work. Apes like to stack. Everybody yeah, knows that. That's true. They're stackable animals. They're stacking animals, yeah. as everyone knows. Uh, here's a cool sound that the movie made. Oh, yeah. What's the problem? It's not going down. I, I don't know. William Sadler, what's the problem? Four, four, four hours, you got to go see a doctor. <laughs> Yeah, I just knew that was going to be Ibbot's prom night. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a few. I had a couple of moments, by the way, where I was going to do a prom thing. Which one was it? One of them was going to be. Please tell me it's the guy coming out of the swamp with the stick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I love that. No, it wasn't love that. that guy. I can't remember which one it was going to be. Oh, I know what one. What one it was? It was going to be this one, but I couldn't think of how to do the story. Sir, the bottom is too soft. I didn't know how to use it. That. that was the one guy coming out of the swamp with the stick. Sir, the bottom is too soft. I don't know how to use it. I oh. couldn't think of a way to do it. So sorry, Brian. I, I, I tried. I hey, that's all right. That's all right. Here's one called the This Sounded Wrong. So yeah. here you go. Pull that thing out of there. Pull it. Come on. That sounds like the worst porn you've ever seen. The same thing. I was thinking that too. How come that wasn't all the guys gathered around my car at prom night? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The you know the a trip to the emergency room because of something lodged. Yeah. Resulted in this scene. Pull it out, baby. He says. Uh. All right. Well, there's all that. Uh, Well done, everyone. Here's this. Right here, I have a card that says film sack checklist, and I'm going to read it. Who changes monkey diapers? Check. Meaning we don't know. Uh, Goliath can't seem to get the red thing. Check. And (laughs) I'm not crying. It's just allergies. Check. Uh, Star Trek stuff. There's some connections. Scott Workman, he was a stunt policeman in this. He was a stunt actor who appeared in three episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. Eugene Collier was stunt policeman. Also did some stunts in J.J. Abrams' uh, stuff as well as Next Generation episodes. For whatever reason, Sadler's not listed here as a Star Trek connection. So, Daryl, your machine is broken again. But uh, William Sadler was in an episode of DS9, I think. Yes, several several episodes several. of DS9, I think. Like yeah. three episodes in a row of DS9. That's a big one to miss. But, a multi-part, uh, right. I uh, already did soundtrack stuff. E.T. Humpin' Halloween. What else here? Oh, <laughs> still my favorite <laughs> that's what it sounded like it's like those two themes yeah. were doing it in the back of a car um here's uh the oh i, I know twitter posts where you guys sum it up in 140 characters or less let's start oh i don't know with randy project x well then answer me this mr smarty pants if good movies descended from bad movies then why are there still bad movies ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, well done you could have gotten a job there. Uh, Brian Dunaway, you're up. Project X, like an actual portrayal of the Air Force. Bunch of flying chimps. Just kidding. Don't bomb my house, you damn dirty apes. <laughs> Good reference at the end. We didn't do. I'm surprised we had. We didn't have as many uh, apes references. Or maybe yeah, we do. Maybe later we do. Hmm. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. 
Uh, my original one was Project X. Man, Lily Sobieski never seems to age. <laughs> that was good. I got, but the one I, I decided to go money. with was <clears throat> Project X. If I don't see one scene of flinging poo, I'm going to go ape shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Also, that Lily Sobieski thing is funny in another way. I went to search for her for uh, Helen Hunt. No, Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Helen right, Hunt. right. Right. And I and a bunch of Lily Sobieski photos are in there. So yeah. Google Images thinks that that's her also. So there you go. Oh yeah, totally. Close oh. enough. Uh, right. Looking looking for a blonde lady. Make this symbol, yeah. and any blonde lady will appear. Yep. Well, a blonde lady that's got you know kind of um, uh, eyes tilted out to the side that are that are kind of sad looking eyes. Mm-hmm. There's there's a very similar look that the two of them have. Yeah. How well, smart was Virgil? Couldn't even figure out that the blonde lady wasn't blonde lady. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So weird. Like, oh, must be here. Must be here. Time to play. Yeah. Right. You all look alike to me. Yeah. All you humans. All right. Here's. Oh, I. Oh, that's not the right click thing. Here we go. I uh, just handed the uh, the uh, the alternate titles here. Um, okay. Hear me out. All right. Here we go. Okay. Feral monkeys day off. Yeah. <laughs> or. Oh, I get it. Or. That's pretty good. Or mad about you killing apes. <laughs> because <laughs> ah, you know Man, mad was, about you because she was in that yeah i was just the perfect age when that came out so i had a huge crush on helen hunt yeah and helen hunt was just young enough that i could consider her my generation mm-hmm. uh and paul riser was way old enough that i could consider him the my parents generation and so i hated that they were put together yeah i hmm. didn't feel right to me that he seemed so old Mm. And and I would watch that show and just like if I could just have Mad About You without Paul Reiser in it, it would be perfect. <laughs> See, I love Paul Reiser, but the problem with Paul Reiser is I when I saw Mad About You, all I could think of, and I know he's a stand-up comedian and all that stuff, but all I could think about was him being Burke in Aliens, and it just oh, yeah. drove me crazy mm-hmm. for the longest. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nope, you're a chicken shit. You're hiding in the closet. You're gonna get an alien in the face. <laughs> like I just knew it. You're always gonna, you know. I just never trusted him, but. Anyway, mm-hmm. I like Mad About You. Is that streaming anywhere? It should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've actually picked it back up on uh, is it Netflix or Hulu. I've seen it recently for streaming. Kids watch that. They like that Seinfeld era of comedies. So the... hipster. Music so hipstery. Like, do, 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 oh, do, big time, dude. And remember Dharma and Greg? Oh, all these shows. Yeah. Oh, the oh, 90s. Yeah. The 90s can bite me. All right. Um, wh- uh, where were we here? Oh, uh, I got an email for you. This is uh, an email that come- came to us at filmtack at gmail.com. It came from Bernie Walter, who says, Hey, guys, I just recently watched Executive Decision again, and it's mm. some 80s action flick film sack gold. I thought that was 90s. Isn't Executive Decision okay. 90s? Anyway, yes. probably doesn't matter. Uh, very late 90s, if so. Yeah, I thought 90s, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's 80s. But anyway, it says, I remember seeing it in the theater when it came out, and when Steven Seagal's character gets killed, spoiler, the audience clapped. I thought, well, I guess his career is on the downward spiral. Uh, it also has great casting. Kurt Russell, John Leguizamo, Joe Morton, B.D. Wong, I like B.D. Wong, Oliver yeah. Platt, and Marla, the ex-Mrs. Trump Maples. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's streaming for... <laughs> Steven Seagal for like... 30 hot seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's barely he was in the, it. Uh, Isn't that weird? Yeah. That was weird. It is weird. Yeah. It says it's streaming he was the for... Vivian, he was the Vivian Lee of that movie, right? Big time. Yeah, right. Very good. Good comparison. Good. Right. Yeah. Jeez, ask your grandparents, though, if you don't know what Ryan's talking yeah. about. Um, it's streaming <laughs> for rent everywhere for around three ninety nine. You might want to dig this one up. Love the show, Bernie. So 
uh, yeah, I feel like that one's been on our radar before, and we just never it, seen it. It is, it is on our list to to watch if it ever ca- catches with Netflix. Yeah, and what it uh, for just for clarity, let's see, executive decision, 1996. 1996. 96. That is definitely yep. not eighties, Bernie. Definitely not eighties. Janet, Janet Lee. Is it Vivian for some reason? Yeah. Well, oh. Janet Lee. This is the lady that makes cookies. No. What am I right. thinking of? No, that's that's Sarah Lee. Oh, Sarah Lee. Sarah Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the part where she tosses her cookies? Yeah. Great. Whoa. The best name. Vivian Lee was. What was Vivian Lee? The birds? Okay. No, that's Hedy Lamar. Hedy Lamar. Right. I think we just get. I think it's just a confusion in our brains. Yeah. I don't see anybody called Vivian Lee. But I think they're. Oh, no, really? I thought Vivian Lee was another actress and, and maybe even related to uh, Janet Lee. I don't know. Right. I guess not. Vivian Lee was British. Nobody doesn't like Jan Lee, right? <laughs> oh, no. It is Sarah Lee. All right. Oh, there was a Vivian Lee, British stage actor. You're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. The best actor's name that Oh, worked. a street call my name design. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Vivian, yeah, that is a Vivian Lee. You're right. Yeah. Yes. And Gone yes. with the Wind, right? Uh, Maybe. Oh, Gone with the Wind. Yes, of course. Yeah. Scarlett O'Hara. Duh. Duh. Oh, Duh. I don't know. I, Duh. Duh. I have to admit, I've never seen that movie. Okay, you can stop yelling at your... Computer listening devices now. We got it. Yeah, we got it. Executive decision, by the way, has an actor named Whip Whip Hubley. And I just wanted to mention that. That's a great name. And he should live forever. Yep. Whip Hubley. And it's literally W-H-I-P. Whip. Like, cool whip. Whip. Anyway, thanks, Bernie, for your email. If you'd like to send your own emails, you can. Filmsack at gmail.com. What is our next film? Enemy of the State. Oh, yeah. That's with, right. Uh, Will Smith, Gene Hackman, John Voight, Lisa Bonet. This is a good movie. I'm Tony Scott already. movie. Yeah, Tony Scott. Uh, love and, it. and we have a Scott Johnson rule, which is when a Tony Scott movie goes streaming, we watch it. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. it just started streaming a couple weeks ago. I like Tony Scott a lot. I love this movie back in the day. I can't wait to see if my paranoia held up. Yeah, well, also, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see if the the tech that was used for spy stuff, right. if any of that stuff so, holds up, because that could all be right. pretty weird now. But Gene Hackman is great in He's this. He's great. And it's funny because I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is like one of his last movies. No, he actually did like like 10 movies after this. I oh, thought okay. for sure this was one of his two or three last ones. No, yeah, it was. He still had to do uh, Tenenbaums and oh, Mooseport. Royal yep. So, so we're, we're going back into that weird time between when uh, visual effects started trying to use computers and when they actually got good. Yeah. And uh, this could <laughs> this could be a disaster for all we know. Yeah, it sure could. How's he doing? I keep I keep feeling like we're gonna get news one day of Gene Hackman not here anymore, and that bugs me, bums me out because I really don't want that. So this was ni- <clears throat> excuse me ninety eight <clears throat> for Enemy of the State, and uh, let's see. Oh, it was written by David Marconi. He makes a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Jake Busey yeah. and Scott Kahn. What? <laughs> you, you don't get the real Gary or uh, James Kahn, but you get the fake no. versions. No, oh, I call yep. him I call him the long con. He's a little taller than his dad, so you call him the long <laughs> con. <laughs> anyway, so come back for that, everybody. That'll be uh, right here at uh, Filmsack. Filmsack.com is our website. You can always find us there. All the ways to contact us, find us. And subscribe to the show or there if you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That'd be great. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're at FilmSack. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Ooh, ooh, ah. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> no, it's not playtime.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.